It's just a series, a series. A series. of misfortunate events. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast, a series of misfortunate events. Welcome back to my special, my special second episode, uh, Freedom's Journal. So in this episode today is a special episode because we are in the month of February, which is dedicated to Black History Month. Um, I just really wanted to put in my two cents and my opinions on some of the things that have been going on for years and no one really addresses it or if we address it, it's not really um focused in the media we kind of just oh yeah like we agree with it but then we don't really like focus on it we kind of just goes in through one ear and out the other so um yeah i want to be talking about a lot like cultural appropriation black hair um ways to promote black lives you know black lives matter statistics you know creations that black people have created over the years such as blah 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 but you know i'll let you guys know that later so just a disclaimer thank you guys so much for everyone who's liked who shared who's listened you guys are very much appreciated and let's get into today's episode shall we so i have here some notes so um i want to talk about how black history month has changed over the years so with black with black history month i feel like in the past we've always focused you know on the on the known people you know like martin luther king jr viola desmond malcolm x you know those notable um black figures that have really created and defined society throughout the years even though that is a good thing i feel like there are so um black creators and black people out there that have shaped the way and paved the way for other people to step on but we don't really talk about them or they're just not really as focused as the way that they should be focused in today's society so um there are some since i am canadian i'm going to be noting like three main um black canadians that really paved the way so the first one is lincoln alexander he is a former lieutenant governor of ontario and the first black member of parliament in canadian history uh we have here viola desmond i don't know if you guys remember i don't know if you guys know but the new ten dollar bill is viola desmond uh she's the first ever black person to be on um a bill so that's really uh, cool um in 1946 uh she went to a movie theater and i think there was well back then you know because of segregation um one part was for the black people and another part was for the whites so you know when you go to a movie theater the bottom part of the movie theater was for the white people and the top part which was probably like a balcony or something like that was dedicated to the black people so she said you know i'm not sitting at the balcony i want to get a good view of the movie so then she went she went to go sit down she kind of pulled like a rosa parks and then she sat down she the policemen were like, hey, you have to get up. This is not where you're sitting. She's like, no, I'm not getting up. So then uh, eventually she did get jailed and fined. But when you look at it now, she really didn't do anything wrong. She just really wanted to have a good seat watching her movie. So later on, many, many years later, she 
got i don't want to say reimbursed but you know we now realize that what she did wasn't anything wrong and out of good faith we put her on the ten dollar bill i don't think any part of viola desmond's uh, lineage will say that's enough but you know in our eyes personally i feel like that's a lot because i don't think the u.s has someone on their ten dollar bill that's black but we do <laughs> and lastly we have willie o'ree willie o'ree was the first black player in the nfl making his debut in the 1957 to 1958 season so those are just some notable if you guys don't know we do have some black people here in canada as well that have done really cool things and have really paved the way so um moving on um i feel like with cultural appropriation if you don't know what cultural appropriation is the definition of cultural appropriation is the exploitation of elements from one culture made by people of another culture so personally i see a lot of cultural appropriation happening in um the black community such as hair um a lot of days you see, you know, non-black folks with extensions, you know. Wasn't there that one time that Kim Kardashian had those cornrows? They were the Fulani braids. She called it, like, some stupid name. I forgot. Like, she didn't call it the right name. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, like, you're cultural appropriating, da-da-da-da-da. But it's not just her. There's so many other people that wear braids and they're not black. Like, they're wearing braids cornrows having extensions dreads 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 <laughs> um excessive baby hairs and when it comes to our nails we were told that we were looking ratchet with long excessive nails but you guys want to do the same thing uh when it comes to our style and clothing you know we're very unique with the way that black people dress and you guys want to do the same thing ironically um there was a quote I got online that said black girls are punished and mocked for the originality while others profit and co-opt in their creations. Which reminds me, um, a couple of years ago when Zendaya went to, I don't know what it was, it was a really big event and she had dreads as her hairstyle. Beautiful locks, like I'm pretty sure it was a lace front because there's no way she would sit down for all those hours but it was beautiful beautiful locks and literally i think it was e-news i don't know if they still do it now but obviously not because we're in a whole pandemic but um you know like the best versus worst dressed or whatever i think one of the girls was like oh yeah like i think she smells like weed or something or something ignorant and i was just like you're seriously telling me that because she has locks in her hair? So you're telling me every black person that has locks in their hair automatically smells like weed? Or I, I, I forgot what she exactly said, but I'm pretty sure like something, it was something along those lines. And personally with me, it just made me think like, how is it that you think like that? Like that's just, that's like the stupidest stereotype that I've ever heard personally because how is it that you automatically think that someone smells like weed based on their hair? And first of all, I honestly think that all celebrities smell amazing. Like, they must smell 
beautiful because first of all you have lots of money so you get any perfume you want and second of all like it's just the routines like they must be smelling impeccable so the fact that you're saying that someone who is just in a beautiful gown beautiful locks smells like weed i just that just kind of made me think like you're you're ignorant and i don't want to say white people are ignorant because not all white people are ignorant but you're putting a bad face for the caucasians because look what you're doing so um moving on to my next point so that's cultural appropriation please if you're interested in our culture that's fine but don't try to make it your own that's the only thing that i have to say is that you could be loving our culture appreciative of our culture there are co-workers that come up to me and they'll be touching my hair and i'm like <laughs> that's totally not okay but because i'm not rude <laughs> Because I'm not rude, I just kind of laugh it off. But you kind of have to understand that there are things you can't be doing. <laughs> you can't be touching my natural hair. I've had people touch my natural hair that are not black. And I kind of find that a little bit awkward. Because why would you want to touch my hair? It has a lot of product in it. And your hands are going to come out looking greasy. Which is not a bad thing. I just have low porosity hair. Which means that my hair needs more moisture to feel moisture. If that makes sense but anyways that's not the point of that it's just you know you kind of have to be mindful of what you do and what you say because if you don't then it's gonna come back and bite you so moving on um the next point i have here in my little notes is why black history month should focus more on the basics than just you know the classic martin luther king malcolm x etc so I feel like personally we should cover more because Black History Month is more than the people. Like it's the culture. It's the way that we really um express ourselves as a race. Black people are amazing. Like when I tell you black people are one of the best people, I like I'm I thank God every day that I'm black because even though I'm black, like I'm an African black, like it's the fact that every day I get to wake up on my skin and know that I am special, like I am loved. I am a part of a group of a race that knows how to express themselves so beautifully. Like we're not stale. We have flavor, we have color, we have so many positive things in light of us. Even though what's going on in today's society is not as beautiful, just knowing the fact that I'm part of a beautiful group that knows how to express and knows how to dance and knows how to sing and knows how to write and knows how to do anything flavorly <laughs> it's just amazing like i love it so there are some points here that i wanted to bring up but i can't find also i feel like when it comes to um like the main figures that we talk about it shouldn't always be the same people like i understand those people are very um they're very noted in black history month but i feel like there's more like not a lot of people knew about willie o'ree until today i didn't know about willie o'ree until today lincoln alexander i didn't know about him but we have to understand that there's so many other people that have paved the way that have paved the way and we don't even take it in i think there was a tiktok that i saw a couple months ago and it was a girl that there was a black girl that woke up and she was like you know what like i'm gonna make my day but i'm not going to um 
I'm not going to use I'm going to start my day, sorry. I'm going to start my day, but I can't use anything that black people have created. So I think at one point she was driving and she was like, well, I can't stop because this black female created the red light. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even know a black female, a black female made the traffic light. Or I think it was the red light, one of the two. So, um, side note. I feel like with black history, we should also talk about how people who are black use their platform. Uh, As you guys know, there are some iconic people out here that are famous and are noted and we see them all the time on our TVs, on our phones. But there are some people that actually use their platform for a really good cause. So here are some iconic people that have used their platform for a good cause. Uh, for the music wise, we have here Kendrick Lamar with All Right. Uh, next, we have Wale uh, Sumi. That's the song. And I'm pretty sure that one by watching the video. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was an incident where two black guys were waiting for their friend and they went to go meet up at a Starbucks. And literally, um, the workers of the Starbucks kicked them out and they called the police because they were a distraction, air quotation marks, but they weren't so yeah uh we have glory by common and john legend and that was um inspired by the movie selma so like the soundtrack we have uh freedom by beyonce and kendrick lamar and then we have be free by j cole um i think be free is probably my favorite because um j cole is just the way he puts out music is so beautiful like and you could feel his performance too. Like as I think he performed on a live show that day. And literally you could feel every word he's singing. Like you could feel it in your chest. And I feel like when artists do that and they make you feel the emotion that they want you to feel or the emotion that they're feeling in that current moment, it makes you love the artist even more because of the fact that they're doing a thing like such um another artist that wasn't listed in this was um little baby he did the song uh the bigger picture that came out last year in spite of all the black history month um not black history Month, but black lives matter and the fact that um george floyd died brianna taylor yeah so um that's just my first segment i think i'm gonna have one more and i'm gonna dive into the rest of my topics because i don't want to make it all one big long do 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 so yeah i'll see you guys Welcome back. So um, now I'm going to dive into Black Lives Matter because if you guys check my social media, I am a Black Lives Matter activist. Even though I am Canadian, I feel like um, as I could do my part as a Canadian, kind of raise awareness, you know, sign petitions, all that. But until we see actual change and by us using our platform, which is what I'm doing, um, we can only hope for the best. So if you've been living under a rock most of your life, Black Lives Matter is a movement that really was a, that was always there, to be honest. If you look back in the 90s and the 80s, 
police officers have really taken um, their power and they've escalated it in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, if you look back at around, like, if you guys remember O.J. Simpson, who was tried for um, killing his wife and I guess his mistress and her mistress, but it's a guy, so mister, I don't know. But um, if you guys remember that time, there was a lot of, like, beatings and a lot of um, assault that was caused until black in individuals for god knows what for them doing such little crimes and the police officers abusing their power in a sense and no one can really do anything because for some reason police officers don't get charged they don't get arrested nothing happens to them so to be honest black lives matter has always been there but it really came into effect in the year i'm pretty sure 2012 when trayvon martin was um he was staying with his dad at the time and he went to a local 7-eleven i'm pretty sure and he got out a skittles in arizona and he was walking back and george zimmerman noticed him and he said he looked suspicious he called 911 and then 911 was kind of like okay like if he's not doing anything don't follow him don't be a threat so then he refusing the police officer's actions because the police officer said they were going to show up to the place that he was anyways he refused their actions he went to go approach him and then um i guess it was some type of altercation uh air quotation marks and then um george zimmerman shot him so that first of all that caused an outrage and again i was only 12 i think i was in probably in grade six or seven so i really didn't know what was going on at the time but a lot of my classmates were watching and to be honest i thought you know this guy's definitely gonna go to jail like he shot an innocent black kid, you know, and um, I realized it was playing in the background. I remember this day specifically. It was playing in the background. I wasn't paying attention, but I realized that he didn't go to jail. He was acquitted. So in my opinion, I, in, my, in my thoughts, I was like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, and that's when I really looked at the American justice system as a fraud because George Zimmerman should have went to jail for what he did. He, um, Trayvon Martin wasn't a threat to him in any way, shape, or form. He was holding a Skittles and Arizona. He had his hood up. He was talking to his girl. And I feel like to this day, um, Trayvon Martin should be here with us. I think he would have turned 25. It was his birthday just a couple weeks ago. And the fact that his life got taken so young is really what makes us all mad. So I feel like that was really the, the, the platform for Black Lives Matter. And ever since then, there have been so many um, innocent um black pedestrians that have been killed unfortunately by the police and nothing has really happened to them um a case that got me really mad and that i have a mask for is um sandra bland in the year i'm pretty sure 2014 sandra was going to um a job interview and she failed to put on her signal so a police officer that was just cruising by sorry <laughs> 
a police officer that was behind her decided to pull her over and she's like you know what like i'm having a really bad day you pulled me over for something that's really small i changed lanes because i thought you were just gonna pass me by but he blew it up into some big thing he forced her out of her car like if you, the video is on youtube i'm pretty sure you can find it the way that he dragged her out of her car he smashed her on the pavement and literally i look i can't even watch the full video like i personally can't watch the full video because it is so traumatizing and it's so scary how sandra would have felt and me as the viewer watching it makes me feel like i get i don't want to say i get queasy but i you know like those cringy moments when you're watching like a movie or something it's like a cringy moment but it's not cringy if that makes sense it's like scary if 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 you if you know what i'm trying to say basically it's a very scary moment for her especially and for me and basically she was taken to jail in a holding cell and then she died in her jail cell to to be honest to this day they said it was suicide but i don't believe that because by the looks of it sandra didn't want to die like why would she have died because she got pulled over i feel like the police definitely covered something up her um what's that what's that word called her lockup picture her mugshot there we go her lockup picture her mugshot was literally of her deceased like they took a picture of a deceased girl her eyes were rolling back to the head the way she, the picture was taken you know your she had dreads they're supposed to be length like falling down they were pushed back like you're lying down on a bed and you know when your bed when you when your hair falls back like they probably laid her down took the mugshot and they say you know this is sandra bland's mugshot like <laughs> when it comes to these stuff i could talk all day and it's like I don't even want to say it's like a conspiracy theory. It's just straight facts. Like when you look at it, it just doesn't add up. When it came to Brianna Taylor last year, she was chilling with her man. She wasn't even chilling. She was sleeping. And then apparently um, the police went to the wrong house and they were pounding on the door. And the boyfriend's like, yo, what's up? Went to go check and they're blasting shots through the door that like it's like boom 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 like i don't know what that big thing is called whenever the police or like the swat team try to bash in the front door i think that was used i don't remember but literally they were blazing shots through the door she literally died in her sleep if you really take it in like she was sleeping and she didn't get up i guess it was just wrong place wrong time but how was it a wrong place if i'm just sleeping with my man if i'm just chilling with my boyfriend like i can't even chill with my boyfriend ahmed aubrey like i could go on with these stories because you have to understand that there's a common denominator which is police abusing their power and i feel like with when it comes to caucasians it's not the same like when it came to uh I don't know his name, but there was um, a protest. I forgot what the protest. I think it was for either Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. And literally, this white guy comes out with a rifle and he shot two innocent, two or three innocent bystanders. And what did the police do? The police did nothing. Nothing. Like, I'm telling you, I may not have all my facts straight because I think it's his name is Kyle. I don't know, like Kyle, um, yes, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse literally had a whole AK. And the thing is, he's a teen. Like, 
he's younger than me. I'm 20. I'm turning 21 in September. Like he's out here with his whole rifle shooting down, scaring people who are doing a peaceful protest. And the police, compared to if it was a black individual, I promise you, it that that black individual would have been dead. Like hundreds of shots in the person but when it's someone of the same threat but in a different skin color you guys feel like it's okay make that make sense like it's not making sense to me and i feel like that is what we need to understand is eventually we are going to be history eventually i'm going to pass away you as the listener are going to pass away and everything that is now happening in 2020 2021 2022 flash forward to 30 40 50 years it's going to be history and the next generations to come are going to be learning about this and this is not a good way to be paving history like if you know what i'm trying to say like it's just it's not the way that i want what the these future history books to be written because when my great 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 grandkids learn about this they're going to be like, why didn't you, why wasn't there a change? Because you're obviously going to, I don't know if they might learn about the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, but they have to understand that historic racism was always there. And the fact that we're having racism to this day, like it's 1970, 1980, 1990, it's absolutely disgusting. And I just want you guys to know that there is racism in Canada as well. There are racist cops in Canada as well. They have been shootings where um, men and women have died due to police handling. For example, I don't know this individual's name. I should have done my research, but um, I know the story. So if you can remember the story, please let me know who this person was. Tweet me, DM me, you know what to do. But He called the police because he was having a mental crisis. I think a mental breakdown, something along those lines. And he called the police because he thought, you know, the police can help me, you know, probably just call me down, call me an ambulance, take me to the hospital, I'll be fine. He called the police. This is Peel Regional Police, by the way, PRP. They went to his house and they shot him. Why? We don't know. Like, how was that even possible? I don't think he was a threat. He had no gun, nothing. There was an incident, even though this is not related to Black Lives Matter. There was an in- well, this is a colored man. Um, it was I don't I don't want to call him a grandpa and be disrespectful, but I'm calling him a grandpa because he is much older than me. There was the brown grandpa who lived in Malton, and um. Again, I think he was having a mental health crisis. I think he had mental health issues. And he or someone decided to call the police because, you know, he was having a mental breakdown, something along those lines. So then PRP, Peer Regional Police, as well, goes to his house or apartment in Malton, and they shoot him. He is not a threat. I think he had a knife, but he was not going to stab anyone with the knife, like, as a police officer, and then again, when I when I did school, I studied uh, protection, security, and investigation. And one of the classes that I did was conflict and stress management. I think so. I think that's the class that really taught me about it. But they taught me about the CACP framework. Okay, I actually learned something in school. <laughs> 
But in the CACP framework, it says that it's literally a timeline. I literally did a whole, um, what's that thing called? I had an assignment that I had to do where I was either a security guard or a police officer and I was put in a situation and I had to do my own instincts plus what the CACP framework says, which is like police presence and then um, physical force, lethal force, which is you actually getting out a weapon and how to react if those situations happen and what to do when those situations happen. So it's really making me confused right now if those i don't know if most of these police officers have gone to college like me university but you have to understand that you have to have some type of you know education you can't just become a police officer just like that no it's not going to work like that you have to have some type of ground some type of um understanding of what you're doing because as you say you're protecting your community you're protecting um the people around you you want you want it to be safe for the communities okay fine so why is it that your first reaction is instantly grab me for your weapon why is it not talking to me de-escalating the situation then again i have never been in any of these situations so i wouldn't really know what goes on but why is it that when a man is going through a mental health crisis you instantly go for your weapon instead of trying to come to me then again i watch too many crime shows i know but you have to understand that the first thing isn't to reach for your weapon. That's all I got to say. So, anyways, getting back on it. um, We have to change this whole Black Lives Matter narrative. Like, Black Lives Matter day in and day out. Like, it's not even... It's all Black Lives, by the way. It's Black trans lives, Black LGBTQ, Black hetero, like every single person that is black black women black men everyone who's black matters like we're not singling out anybody because for some reason when it's a black trans people want to be like when it's a black uh lesbo people want to be like when it's a black women people want to be like i'll never forget this girl her name was toy toyin Toyin was actually I think the same age or a year older than me and during the summer she was protesting for the men that have died such as George Floyd, Ahmed Aubrey, etc. And literally I guess she wasn't living at home. This is happening in the US by the way. And she disappears. Like she tweets, she tweeted like a series of uh events that was going on in her life of her being abused and her being raped and the man following her and um she just disappears like she goes missing so then everybody's on twitter tweeting sit look for toyin look for toyin alua toyin like she's out there come to find out that she died She died protesting for the same man or the same men that have been being tortured and ridiculed by the police. It was the black man that killed her, kept her captive and starved her to death, basically. Toyin will never forget you. I will never forget Toyin's story because a lot of people have to understand that when it comes to specific black people, like black women, black men, black trans, 
black lgbtq we want to always look away but we can't look away because this is this is this is all black this is all black people right now <sighs> we're gonna take another break and i'll kind of get it heated and uh, we'll go to my last segment So just finishing off my Black Lives Matter segment, I do have some statistics here. Um, my first statistic is that um, you are more likely, well, a black man is more likely to be killed by police compared to a white man, regardless of the situation. Um, also, we have here, where is it? Um Black people are arrested twice as often as white people uh, when adjusting to those arrests in population. Also, um, compared to older men, older black men and older um, white men, uh, you are more likely to be arrested if you're younger. So age also has a part to play as well as... um, um, for larger cities in the U.S., the po- the positions of authority adjusted by population are equitable. Um, the person that I'm reading it from, which is towards datascience.com, uh, they use a 4.91 ratio of white to black people, but the ratio is much higher for large, smaller cities, which means that the discrepancy for smaller towns is even worse. So compared to the size of the um town that they're living in if you're living in a small town you're more likely to experience more racism and more police brutality than compared to larger cities um the trend is that living in smaller towns is much more dangerous as i said for black people but the interesting trend is that they are much more dangerous for white people with respect to police brutality but yeah so basically you get get the point um there is a lot of police police brutality that happens and to be honest i'm not proud of it because as someone who is black and someone who can only imagine themselves or their family being put in that situation um it sucks you know like my kind is getting killed off like we're animals and that's really it's embarrassing it's annoying it's frustrating how I feel like in the summer as well, like just every week somebody was dying and it was just so irritating. But um, I just want everyone to know that if you're feeling the exact same rage, it's okay. It's fine. If you're not black and you're out here putting out your word, telling people that, you know what, like Black Lives Matter is real. And the fact that you're ignoring it, we appreciate you because a lot of people do acknowledge Black Lives Matter and the fact that people are dying because for god knows what and they're just ignoring it they're pretending like it doesn't exist but i won't know if it was you in this position in this position and your race you would definitely like people to know so all in all to close off my black lives matter segment it is real it is true please put your word out if you are someone who is ignorant to the fact ignorant to the cause please just understand that this is a real life thing and 
countries, you know, such as Africa, such as India, you know, lighter skin was prone to prove that you are more pretty, that you are more, you know, acceptable compared to darker skin. That's kind of like, you know what, like, look at your skin. It's so dark. And definitely uh, when I was in school, I personally, I'm not dark skin. I'm more of a brown, sh- I'm more of a brown skin. Literally, I remember like whenever the lights would go off, people would laugh at the dark skin kids and da 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 da. But now, but now, you guys are the same one talking about, oh yeah, like I need my man to be dark skin, you know, dark skin 6'3, but you're 5'2, but you're 5'2. <laughs> that's not the point but you like how does that make sense and the fetishes of wanting to have a mixed child y'all don't play with me like you guys are just disgusting like you guys are only using a black man for a baby for his sperm go to a sperm bank okay because at this point you guys are just doing it all for the wrong reasons like it's not even making sense to me anymore like we have to understand that we need to stop degrading when it comes to our women. Stop degrading dark skinned women. Okay, you have a preference. You like you like your ladies. You like your you like your white girls. Don't shame dark skinned women by it because look at your mom. Your mom is dark. Okay? Is the same one trying to go shame other dark skinned girls? It doesn't make any sense. I'm not here to bash any ooh, I'm not here to bash anybody, no, but you have to understand that you cannot say something and sound hypocritical and contradict yourself. Like that doesn't make any sense. You're just playing yourself and then people are gonna be looking at you like, what are you doing? So I just needed to say that because I feel like we see that a lot in today's society on TikTok, you know. It just doesn't make any sense. If you have a preference, fine, but don't go and bash other people's preference or be like, mm, dark skin girls, no, they kind of be like, no, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, Jackie Aina, there's uh, Ducky Thought. Like, there's so many other black girls that I can name right now, but I can't even think of. We got uh, the girl that played Precious. I forgot her name. She's cute. Like, are you out here bashing them because what? Because it got more melanin than you. Like, we just got to understand that we can't come over here and slander each other because all our, we're, everyone's different. Like, we're all different. We're all unique in our own way. There's no point of us to bash each other, to shame each other, to degrade when all we should do is thinking about black girl magic, thinking about how successful that, how that guy is going to be. Like, we shouldn't degrade we should uplift we should congratulate we shouldn't be jealous and talking shit and doing everything behind the scenes because what does that really do at the end of the day it does nothing instead of us coming together and being like oh my god girl you're so pretty black girl magic i believe in you you know positivity is what makes the world go around instead of you having this dark cloud shaming everywhere you go you know (sighs) oh okay So I think I'm going to finish it off there because this is a long one. Personally, for me, this is my first episode I've really done by myself. Like, I feel like my first, first episode, that was kind of an embarrassment. <clears throat> but this one, I feel really, really confident in. I feel, like I, got, I feel like I got everything out. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I say I'm in like a lot. I apologize. I don't know how many times I said I'm in like, but it is what it is. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. 
especially the fact that it is Black Lives Matter. If you're not black and you're listening to this episode, I appreciate you knowing that you're keeping an open mind and understanding that um, there are some things we do have to work on for our future because eventually we're going to be history. And like one day my, my kids and my grandkids are going to be listening to my podcast. I definitely want them to know that we're trying to come together as one and we're not trying to separate or segregate because there's no point in that. It's just going to divide us and make us even worse than we already are. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. If you got this far, thank you. I appreciate you. Don't forget to like my Instagram. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to follow my Instagram and my Twitter in the description or somewhere on my page. Um, I'll be coming out with the next episode very, very soon. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode, please don't forget to press the link in the description box. I'll see you in my next one. Bye. Stop being so oblivious. Like, it's really not happening. Every time you would open up CNN or CB24, I know you see it. It's happening. So, please. So, moving on from Black Lives Matter, I'm just going to finish off with some things that I have here. So, if you didn't know, we do have some iconic people that have created some of the things that we use every day. So, in 1892, we have the ironing board invented by Sarah Brune or Sarah Boone. Um, in 1966, Mary Van Britten Brown co-invented the home security system. We also have the three light traffic light, you know, the red, the yellow, the green, was invented by Garrett Morgan in 1923. Also, we have refrigerator trucks invented by Frederick McKinley Jones in 1940. Automatic elevator doors was invented by Alexander Miles in 1887. Uh, The electric microphone co um invented by james e west in 1964 um the carbon light bulb filament was invented by lewis latimer in 1881 and there's so much more like you have to understand that black people are really the blueprint because look at all this stuff that we made yes we didn't make the phone yes we didn't create light but when it comes to all this stuff like you really wake up and i could guarantee you like probably 50 to 75 percent of the products they use at your home are created by black people so just remember that because if there was no black people then who would create the traffic light i would have definitely caught a ticket (laughs) but um i just want to finish off and i want to say just you know when it comes to our own you know when it comes to people us black people we need to understand that we need to stop degrading stop um putting each other down like and i feel like i see that a lot in the shade room the shade room first of all is a very toxic place but when you really take it in like this is our own kind that we're putting down that we're saying that we're laughing at and i understand it's funny in the moment but we have to understand that um that's not right like we always want to push each other down when we see other people lifting each other up. It's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's just the little things, you know? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, when it comes to diversity, um, people who decide to 
shame people who are dark skin compared to people that are light skin and brown skin. Like, I understand when I was in high school, I learned about the whole caste system and how usually back in like 